Listener Production. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ha! Science Explained. Today, you've got me, Jacinta Bowler, a science journalist with Cosmos magazine. Each week, twice a week, we answer life's questions, big or small. And today, we're once again talking about food, possibly the best summer food of all, ice cream. Ice cream might seem a little simple to dedicate a whole episode to, but trust me, ice cream is a surprisingly complicated foodstuff. To make creamy, dreamy ice cream, you have to get the balance of solids, liquids, and gas just right, and then keep it there until it gets devoured at some point later on. In this episode, we're looking into the chemistry of frozen desserts, why some ice creams are all hot air, why brain freezes happen, and why asparagus ice cream was once used for science. Let's start with some chemistry. To make ice cream, you need liquids like milk and cream mixed in with soluble ingredients like milk solids, sugar, and flavorings. Easy peasy. But if you just mixed those items together and froze it, you'd have a block of separated mixtures more reminiscent of greasy ice than ice cream. To get that ice cream texture, you need to create an emulsion. Liquid syrups like vanilla and sucrose are interspersed with tiny little ice crystals, air pockets and fat globules to create a mixture that's light and fluffy. Once the mixture is ready, it needs to go into an ice cream machine to finish the process. The machine mixes and churns, but is mechanically doing something pretty spectacular to the mixture. When liquids start to freeze, the frozen spots begin with tiny nuclei. Water molecules around these nuclei want to join them and create large hexagonal ice crystals. This would form something like an ice block. But the ice cream machine is able to continually agitate the mixture and wrench these friendly water molecules apart so they only form small ice crystals. If the machine stops, the crystals get too big and you start to get crunchy ice cream. No one wants that. The other thing that ice cream machines do is incorporate more air. Air incorporated into food in some situations is a good thing. Think of the pillowy nature of pavlova, for example. And in ice cream, creating small bubbles suspended in the mixture gives ice cream a lighter texture. But there's a limit. Ben and Jerry's, or Haagen-Dazs ice cream, for example, has an overrun of 20%. This is the volume created using air on top of the 100% of other ingredients. So in this case, you're buying about 16% worth of air. But in some ice creams, particularly ones that are low-calorie or cheap alternatives, they use this addition of air to their advantage. Halo Top, an ice cream that advertises the calories of the whole tub right on the front, has an overrun of 82%. This means that in a tub of Halo Top, the mixture is almost half air. This little tidbit is why ice cream is measured in litres rather than kilograms. It's also why I take a scale with me to the ice cream aisle. You can't make air heavier. Both air and ice is also why it's best to make sure your ice cream stays frozen after it comes from the store. 
If it melts, it'll lose both the air and the small ice crystals. This means that when you put it back in the freezer, you'll end up with a smaller quantity of denser ice cream that's filled with large, crunchy icy bits. Some scientists are trying to work on fixing this problem, though. Solutions have ranged from adding cellulose, a compound taken from plants, all the way to antifreeze beetle juice. Although that one might be a little too expensive to be adding to your beloved scoop anytime soon. Another little interesting morsel about frozen treats is that not all ice cream is ice cream. If you scan the frozen aisle at a grocery store, you might notice that some ice creams are called frozen desserts or something similar. Why is it so? According to the Food Standards Australian-New Zealand Act, ice cream has to have at least 100 grams per kilogram of milk fat. If the ice cream doesn't have that 10% dairy cream, it's not ice cream and has to be called something else, like a frozen dessert. Most ice cream manufacturers use some amount of cream, as well as other types of fat to create a product that's less calorie-dense or cheaper. But keep an eye out for your favourite flavour of ice cream next time you're at the shops. There's a good chance it's not ice cream at all. Now, while there are plenty of delicious ice cream flavours out there, take a moment to appreciate that in the world of science, sometimes even ice cream can be gross. A paper published a few months ago looked at whether pleasant or unpleasant sounds influence how we taste different foods. The foods they chose were a lovely chocolate milkshake and a vegetable ice cream. Now, I know what you're thinking. Maybe it's a tomato sorbet or something. That's what I first thought too. But no, this is vegetable ice cream. It had either asparagus or eggplant puree along with cream, sugar and milk all mixed up in an ice cream machine to make sure it was nice and fluffy. Ew! The researchers tested leek, broccoli, kale, celery and spinach, but it turns out people really didn't like the broccoli, kale and leek. Who would have thought? The team did show that if you played a pleasant or unpleasant sound, the participants had different flavour perceptions for both dishes. They also found that state of mind and emotional response changed depending on which sound was played. But I don't know, guys. I'm not sure I'd be in a very good mood after eating leek ice cream either. Finally, you've gotten through all these ice cream facts and it's time to take a huge bite of a nice cold ice cream. Ah, brain freeze! Although scientists aren't quite sure why we get brain freezes, there are a few theories. One of them is that when you eat or drink something very cold, the temperature of the roof of your mouth drops quickly. The blood vessels constrict to try and keep your body temperature stable. But then, after the constriction, comes the dilation and the pain signal that comes with it. A nerve in your head travels from the roof of your mouth all the way to your forehead. Brain freeze. A team of researchers in Germany found that half of the 618 surveyed participants said that they got headaches after eating something cold. Half of those people also got extra symptoms like tearing up and a runny nose. The things we do for delicious ice cream. All right, that's all the hot facts we have time for about ice cream. Or should I say frozen dessert? 
For the latest in science news, don't forget to check out The Science Briefing, also available here on the Listener app. And head to cosmosmagazine.com for more science just like this. Otherwise, we'll be back again next time. Science Explained.